We are live on Facebook and we are also live on Instagram today. Guys, you know who it is. And if you don't, it's your girl, the Daisy. And we are here with another episode, episode number six of Exposed Weekly. Honestly, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much to all the amazing guests that we've had on our show thus far. Um, because honestly, we wouldn't really have anything without them. And it's just so amazing to hear about the amazing local businesses and creatives in YEG. And just to be able to share it with you guys. Because it is so important. A lot of the time, we don't know where to go or where to find certain things. And we really just want to be able to connect the business and the creatives and the community just to be able to uplift each other and help each other grow. So a couple reminders before we get started. We do have Fresh Friday tomorrow. So guys, if you have anything coming up, any events, um, any new projects that you dropped or whatnot, send it over our way. We will post you on our story. We also do featured Fridays where we usually um, feature local business or creative or a series of them. Um, for the past month, we have been sharing um, local Black businesses and creatives around YEG. So it's super amazing to see you know the businesses and creatives that I didn't even know like were in Edmonton it's so like I don't know just so uplifting and so motivating you know just to have everyone like come together and just be able to learn about so many amazing local businesses and creatives um so yeah if you guys want to get involved if you know someone um that can get involved please send them our way because we want to hear about you. We want to hear about the amazing, the amazing community members that we have. Um, but yeah, so I know y'all, you're pumped right now. You're like, oh my gosh, okay, announcements, get started, get going. Okay, guys, like calm down. I know you guys are excited, okay? I don't blame you. I don't blame you, to be honest with you, because we have a super awesome guest on today. Um, Something that honestly, I I love C-Tribe. That's all I got to say. I really do. I love what they do. I love the events that they host. I love, I just love everything about it, guys. Okay. So we have the pleasure today to have the founder of C-Tribe, Sar Safa, come on. Um, a little bit about him. Since completing his Bachelor of Commerce at the University of Alberta in 2014, where he spent five years as a shooting guard for the Golden Bears basketball team, Safa has been an active player in the international startup scene as a doer and the former VP of Canadian Operations for um, Autumn... Yeah, IQ. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I said that right. Threw me off. <laughs> he has a curiosity for finding impactful intersections between commerce, technology, and culture. And as a problem solver, he's most proud of the work done to start the Sea Tribe Festival, a community driven by diversity and helping innovative and creative people achieve their dreams. And in just four years, the festival has grown to five days of innovative and creative programming, 60 speakers, and over 3,300 attendees. Honestly, guys, if y'all haven't been to the Sea Tribe Festival yet, y'all are missing out. 
like seriously y'all are missing out because from the information you can learn the people that you can meet the events like it's just a good time there's something for everyone like y'all don't worry if you're on facebook you already see the information below so you have a website where you can go and get tickets for me stop let me stop talking guys let me stop stop let me see okay let's get this we have star on facebook let's get you here on instagram okay yeah. so let me know if i'm doing things right are you on the live uh let me see here i'm being oh there we go okay are you on the live oh, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the volume down here. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. That should work. What's up? What's up? Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Sar, for coming on here. I know that I've been talking with you for quite some time to, you know, get something going with exposed and stuff have you come on a live so i'm super excited um to have you on here um but honestly i'm just super excited to share like what you guys are doing you know i'm gonna say it like that like i'm not a part of it like involved i'm gonna act like i don't know anything about c tribes it's like i'm learning everything from scratch um, yeah, I'm super excited and excited to share what you guys have coming up because I know Yes. <laughs> so I guess we'll start off with tell us about Sea Tribe. Like, how did it get started? What kind of pushed you to get started? All that good stuff. Yeah, most definitely. And I guess uh, thanks for. Are you doing some echo? I'm doing a little bit of echo on my end. I'm gonna. There we go. That should work. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, no, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for inviting me on to the live here. Uh, it's been always inspirational to see what you are able to do, Daisy, with everything that you have going on uh, and just the growth of this platform, too. Uh, it's really, really impressive. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, Sea Tribe for me, it was started primarily because. You know, I, I had an issue, right? And that issue was that, you know, I love going to global conferences, right? I think it's just like the biggest growth hack, uh, not only with attaining the things that you want to attain in your life, but also, you know, connecting with people and, and, and meeting, you know, new opportunities and opening different doors. And, you know, going to global conferences and festivals have just worked wonders for me. It's been the reason that I've gotten into certain job opportunities, uh, like Autonomic, the uh, the company there that. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. So I think that's actually what I did. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's just been really cool because of just the amount of doors that it can open. But the challenge that I found was that not everybody could, let's say, afford a thousand dollar conference ticket not everybody could afford a 500 dollars flight not, only, not everybody could afford that room and board and all the different auxiliary costs that are associated whenever you're traveling to let's say austin texas or new york or san francisco where they're the hub for these global conferences and festivals and stuff 
And so, you know, when I was living in New York, I was just so happy because of the amount of connectivity and different people that I was meeting and all the things that they were doing and how big and the different ideas that they had. But when I was coming back home, I realized that there wasn't much like that in terms of, uh, you know, an innovation conference that, you know, attracted global audiences or a platform that would help you know, uh, big thinking, uh, creative, and achieving their dreams and objectives and stuff. And so, you know, Sea Tribe was born basically to to address that. Right? You know, we thought of a festival model and creating a very fun, uh, low involvement um, reason for people to to come out and you know connect with other people, for people to come out and share their ideas and opportunities and their inspirations, and, and inevitably for them to achieve the things that they want to achieve, right? Because when you go to these global conferences, what happens is that not only do you meet investors, you meet partners, you meet customers, you meet uh, lifelong friends, and, you know, if you're lucky, you even meet your your hubby-dubby or however you call it. Many opportunities. Yeah, exactly. So Speedtribe is a platform that we created to help uh, innovative and creative people achieve their dreams. And, you know, we've had this global mindset from the beginning in terms of how can we turn Edmonton into that that breeding ground for ideas, opportunities, and collisions and stuff. That's awesome. Yes, again, guys, like I love what Tribe is doing because it definitely brings something different, something new that is always changing, like, they don't joke when they say that they're innovative. Like they're always adapting every year. Like it's just amazing. Um, what's your favorite part about Sea Tribe? Because I know you do a lot of things with Sea Tribe. So, what would you say is like your favorite part that you're like? This is why I do Sea Tribe. Yeah, that's a really cool question. To be honest, I, I really. I'm really grateful because I had the opportunity to create Seatribe based on things that I love and I like to get into and things that I would want to explore. So, you know, maybe a few people know I've been, you know, uh, I've been involved in like the fashion industry, right? I used to model since I was about like 16 years old. And, you know, the new thing about fashion is that it's the most um, untalked about use of our creativity. Right, whether we like it or not, what we wear, the clothes that we identify with are just the most utmost expression of our creativity and stuff. So, you know, Sea Tribe was a place where, you know, we could create different like fashion shows and work with different fashion enthusiasts, whether it's creative designers, makeup artists, models, artists, um, you know, people that would come together to produce a whole production. And, you know, the neat thing was that when we brought all these people together, you know, they went all went off afterwards and, you know, maybe created their own events or maybe, you know, started other partnerships and collaborations and stuff, right? And it was a big catalyst for uh, bringing people together, um, you know, utilizing fashion as a means to kind of congregate with people, right? But I guess to answer your question, what I really love about it is that every day I can get into something completely different, right? So, you know, for example, Yesterday, Yesterday, I was in a wood shopping studio for about 12 hours, just basically building these wooden gift boxes that some of our VIP guests are going to be, be given for our upcoming event. And, you know, I had one of my friends who was like, hey, we can do this. And before we know it, we're, we're making, you know, 40 gift boxes together, which has been a really eye-opening experience. And you really get to appreciate uh, the 
just how people are at our carpet are uh, good at carpentry or really good at their hands. You know, you really get to appreciate. You have to really get down to like the nitty gritty, like where it just won't work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you know, the thing with Sea Tribe and just kind of being with it since the beginning is that every day I'm learning something new. Every day I get an opportunity to invest my time into a industry or or a trade or a practice that I'm passionate about or that I want to learn about. And you know, it it pays my bills and keeps my lights on, so I can't complain about that. That's awesome. That like I think that's the big what you said actually when you're speaking is like how you host these events and then people are able to come together and then they they create things and that just it's such an amazing feeling because honestly even with the exposed showcases like I love hearing like oh yeah I met this person at the showcase mm-hmm. and now we're working on this project or we're putting this on it's just it's awesome because it's like, that's what we want. We want people to connect and create and collaborate and do all that good stuff. Because it, like once we are able to come together, like it even like broadens our audience, more people are able to learn about each other. We're able to connect more. And there's just so many opportunities because even just connecting to learn from each other. Exactly. I know, like, even with Exposed, like, I've come to you and you've helped out a lot and stuff like that. Thank you so much again. And stuff, and like, I really like look up to Sea Tribe, like, and like, I can learn a lot from you guys, and it's amazing. And like, we really think, like, oh, I can't go to this person, or, you know, I'm too nervous because, you know, they they really got it going. (laughs) So it can be super intimidating. And like, I know I was. Um, a little bit. Oh, Facebook's acting a little long. Oh, can you hear me still? Sorry, I'm yeah. just. Uh, no, I hear you. I think I hit my power button accidentally on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, connecting, connecting, connecting. It's okay. Little technical difficulties. We'll deal with this. Yeah, um, sorry guys. At least one here. Yeah. Oh, there I, we think, back I think we're back. But yeah, Perfect. super awesome. Yeah, no, and that's a, that's a really good point, right? And I think you touched on a lot of important uh, factors there. I think one that kind of speaks to me immediately is that that feeling of uh, like imposter syndrome, right? Like, you know, you can't go to anybody and ask them a question or ask for their feedback on a particular topic or whatnot. When realistically, we're so connected nowadays and, you know, there's so many people that believe in the, the era of paying it forward uh, because they know that for them to achieve any level of success or that the success that they've had achieved, you know, it wasn't done without somebody that was willing to reach back and lend them a helping hand. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, I was really happy that you touched on that. And yeah, it's been, it's been awesome to, like I said, see the growth of, of the clothes and, you know, have you come in and different, you know, assets uh, on the Sea Tribe team and, and help us give us advice and, either as we execute different things so yeah it's, it's such a neat trade off right mm-hmm, definitely so tell us about your first ever event with sea tribe how was yeah. it like was it successful what you planned all that because i know for the exposed event like our first one like i was so nervous because it's the first time you're doing things so you're yeah, kind yeah. of dumping in jumping in so yeah tell us about your first event yeah, yeah same here, here, you know, <laughs> humble beginnings, as, as you can imagine. Uh, so I guess I'll provide a little bit of context, but I won't make it too long. But uh, I was moving from New York, and I ran out of money, and I was building this software company that 
you know, you know kind of went in the wrong direction. It wasn't really, uh, you know, growing the way that we wanted. And basically, uh, I had to come home back to New York and basically let the the team of engineers that I was working with that, you know, it's not possible for us to continue to grow this product uh, just because, you know, there's not enough money to pay everyone and, you know, everybody has to be like laid off and you want to have to find like different things to do. So, you know, if you can imagine getting on that plane from New York to Edmonton, I was really distraught. Right? I, I, it was my first time kind of really having to let people go. And, you know, it was just a feeling that, you know, I didn't want to experience. And even now it's not something that I'd ever want to go through because I really care about the people that I work with. So, you know, I come off, I get off a plane, I have those meetings, they're really difficult. For about two and a half weeks, I was really, you know, depressed per se, if I were to, for the lack of better terminology. And I was trying to figure out what was I going to do next, right? And, you know, it's, I, I had my Bachelor of Commerce, as you mentioned in my bio there from the, from the University of Alberta. So I could go into the job field and, you know, maybe become an accountant or a financial analyst or you know, different things that I could use my business degree with. And, or I could try and do something again, something that would, you know, get me up in the morning, something that would excite me. And so that's kind of, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give myself two and a half months. I didn't have a team. I didn't have any money. You know, I'm going to see if I can put together a little event that would um, take some of that energy that I was feeling in New York and, and embed it here in the city and stuff. And so long and behold, two and a half months later, May, I think, 25th of 2017, so this was about four years ago. Uh, we hosted our first event. Uh, it was a one-day uh, festival or one-day event. You know, we had four different events embedded in that four days. So the first one, or in that one-day story, the first one was the speaker series where we would we flew a few different speakers from New York, and we had a few local speakers um, come in and talk about like entrepreneurship and business and some of the topics that you know are really popular with you know the business community and everything. Uh, but don't get me wrong, for that first event, we only had, I think, in a in a movie, or it was in the Garneau Theater, so I think they could seat about 500 people or a few hundred people or something, and we only had maybe about 80 people. <laughs> so, you know, it was like so big like that. <laughs> like 80 people, I feel like that's still, you know, really good. Yeah, it's a good amount. It's a good amount. Of it's so funny when you when you're going on stage and you're looking out in the audience and there's just like little dots of people kind of uh, around and stuff, right? Uh, but what we did is we we had that full day of programming and we kind of built up the fashion show and stuff. And uh, when the fashion show happened, there probably about 160 guests that showed up that one. But the new thing that happened was for the event, for the people that slept the whole day, like the morning events, all the way to the end, they were talking to the people at the event that only went to the fashion show. And they're like, oh my gosh, this event is much more bigger than just this fashion show. Like, you got to make sure you're trying to check out some of the other things that are going on and stuff because it's worthwhile. It's another opportunity to be entertained and to collaborate and that sort of thing. And ever since from there, you know, we've had a little bit more success with 
bringing people out of some of the more informative events and the more you know business and technology events and stuff. So yeah, don't get me wrong, they were humble beginnings, but we started off small and we grew pretty steadily. So pretty excited about that. No, that's awesome. And it's great that you guys host so many different events. Like I said, you guys have something for everyone. And it's so great, like the content. Like I think it was even that year, and I think that's where I first learned about Sea Tribe was at the fashion show. I just went to the fashion show. I did not know what Sea Tribe was. And my friend's like, Hey, do you want to go to this fashion show? And I was like, I've never been to no fashion show, so I'll go and stuff like that. And I was like, whoa. Like, it didn't even feel like I was in Edmonton. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is the kind of events that we have here. And then I know I went and checked you guys out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like a whole entire day of all these like, great activities and like important. I was like, wow, if I would have known about this, like, I would have been all over it, but it was awesome because like my friend like introduced me to I guess Sea Tribe and stuff like that. It's like great that like now to see like each year how you guys have grown and like even to now be a part um, of the Sea Tribe team. Like it's so awesome. So yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's just a true testament because you know you have to you have to be open to experiences like that for, for them to even come across your table, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I thank you and I applaud you for, for all of that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So this question is actually gonna be pretty, like I'm excited um, for your answer on this. Um, so how have you adjusted Sea Tribe's motives and whatnot um, due to COVID? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm so glad that you asked that, especially given everything that's happening in the world. So our objectives, our business objectives, if you want to call them, have stayed the same, right? You know, we want to be a platform that celebrates diversity and helps innovative and creative people in achieving their dreams, right? So that has not changed, um, but the medium has, right? So unfortunately with COVID, we're unable to have in-person events and stuff, right? right? So, so that has obviously not only not been detrimental to us or the conference industry, I mean, that has sent ripple effects across the whole economy, right? So where we're not in a unique position per se, I think just like other companies and organizations, you have to, you know, pivot, learn new things, and try to create a service or product offering that helps to push the business objective forward and stuff right and then, you know you know i think a, a thing that you're doing right now with the the live uh, conversations like this example, right i mean yeah we're missing the intimacy and the physical um you know touch feel smell of being in a venue and stuff but there's still a lot that we can accomplish by taking on so with, with, with us. us, we started planning a few months ago. I mean, you, you remember too. Um, and actually, we just wanted to plan like a, a fashion show that could resemble the ones that people could attend if they came in person. And we wanted to plan like a, a little dinner as well so we'd bring people together over, over delicious food and just allow them to collaborate and connect and stuff. And, um, you know, it was, it's actually been a really, really successful pivot because for our upcoming event that we have on the 31st, you know, we're, we're, we're anticipating probably like 80 to about 120 guests and 10 to 10 stuff. And people that are 
participating in virtual meetings. And what it has done is it's really opened up the sphere or the, it's, it's kind of removed the barriers for people to participate, right? Because for a physical event, you would obviously have to go somewhere, right? If you lived in Calgary, you'd have to drive three hours to come to a concert. If you lived in Alaska, you'd have to hop on the plane. Um, but what we're doing is we're, we're trying to break the gap between that physical and virtual event while actually sending over little gift boxes to people. Um, so, for example, if they want to participate in our executive chef led we're going to them a gift box with all the food ingredients, the menu that they're going to be creating, uh, the food that they're going to be making, etc. And that's going to be mailed to your house one to three days before the event starts. So, the ingredients are freshly prepared, they're still on people's doorsteps. And they're actually going to be led by an executive chef through the whole second. Uh, through the whole process of of creating yeah. food. So yeah, so we're oh, it's the uh, live down here. Maybe I'll turn it up because it's still on Facebook. So let me. Okay. 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 Yeah, yes. so we're, we're gonna we're gonna be basically trying to bridge that physical and, and digital experience and stuff, which we're we're really really excited about. So yeah, for July thirty first, we're hosting a virtual fashion show, and kind of as the planning process was coming along, uh, you know, that's when this whole Black Lives Matter movement really ignited. And yeah. you know, we've always been a platform for diversity and for um, you know celebrating diversity and stuff, but we just became really, really unapologetic with uh, supporting, you know, black artists, black models, black designers, um, and really just building a fashion show that uh, was embedded with a lot of black culture. So, you know, it's neat how we kind of change with the tides, depending on, you know, what's happening in the world, but our, our business objective has always, always stayed the same, to celebrate diversity and help innovative and creative people and achieving their dreams. That's awesome. I am super excited for the 31st um, for the virtual fashion show, because yes, like it has been in the works and stuff and to see it finally coming together. And it's, we get to see like the finished product of everything. Like it's going to be super exciting and it's going to be awesome to be able to share with them. And everyone. you're performing too. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. You know, it's my yeah. first performance in a minute. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to come on with Keith and whatnot and, you know, share a little bit of music and whatnot. Um, but yeah. And, and word through the grapevine is uh, baby Isaiah is going to be making an appearance. Is, is that correct? Or um, I don't know. Like, if he's sleeping, I'll let him sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll definitely see um, how it all works out and whatnot. Yeah. He's really in sleeping mode right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about what are the long-term goals of Sea Tribe? Yeah, that's a really that's a really tough question, uh, and one that you know, I'm not. It's not very easy for me to encapsulate, but if you can imagine. Uh, our company is called Sea Tribe Society, right? We're really trying to build just a new way of life, a new way of 
of doing things, right? And we, we think that we can write our own rules whenever people step into our sphere of our events or step or use our products, right? So, you know, at, I think at the root level, we've, we've always been like a media company, right? So using media as a form to communicate uh, with, with people, whether it means developing content or developing events that people can um, take, have a takeaway message with. Um, and, and I think that we're also going to be rooted a lot in technology. So, you know, with the un unprecedented impact that technology is having on our lives, you know, we have to be able to pivot a lot quicker, especially as things, things change, right? I mean, I would have wished if, you know, this whole COVID thing happened that, you know, our team would have been so strong and we would have different team members that could help us build like software that would help us to host things like the, these lives and stuff. And we can then where it all provided to the innovative community there you know, in connection issues. Um, also, I'm like, let's see here. A little bit of technical difficulties, y'all, but we will be up and running. Okay. I think it's because it's raining. I hear hey. rain. Hey. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Hey. Okay. Our internet. I'm like, I don't know if there's a storm happening out there. I hear rain. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry about that. Yeah, so just to just to finish your question, you know, what's mm -hmm. where, where do I see C Tribe in the future is you know to be like a very big um, media company, one that you know communicates with people across the world and provides them a reason to kind of join this this new society and this almost new world order uh, per se, because we, we do kind of, you know, it's really neat when you go to things like Burning Man, for example, I don't know if you, you're familiar with it, but it's this, you know, this big event that happens in the desert of, of, uh, of Nevada. And, you know, there, you know, they have about 70,000 people that come with no money, right? I mean, obviously they pay the ticket to get in, but you can't actually yeah. buy anything when you go to Burning Man. You have to barter everything. So if you come with, let's say, a ton of water bottles or something, then you can barter with somebody else that has maybe, you know, they're gonna be cooking pizza later on that night. So you can trade water bottles for their pizza. Mm -hmm. um, so it's this like community of like, thousands and thousands of people that come together for a few weeks just to build a completely new city, right? Um, and mm -hmm. it's really, really cool to see all the artistic creativity that comes out from it. I mean, some billionaires like Elon Musk, you know, they show up in their, you know, in their, you know, boat-sized, uh, vehicles that are just like riding across the desert and whatnot, but they've really been rooted in a lot of their values, which is, you know, just respect, which is, um, you know, treating somebody the way that you want to be treated. And yeah. for two weeks, you can kind of just escape all the madness that's happening in the world 
and come to this community that really, really cares about you and cares about your dreams and the things that you want to achieve and the people that you want to meet. And so, you know, if we can kind of create that similar aurora uh, here or whatever city that we're, we're in and really give people, give people a reason to kind of escape, um, you know, the termulous society that we, we live in right now, where when they come to our events, they're not going to be judged for their color. They're not going to be judged for, uh, you know, their religion or their sex or their body type or whatever, just a very inclusive community and, and whatnot that spans the globe. So uh, I, I think that's where we're going, but uh, we'll, we'll see. That's awesome. I'm very excited to see what happens with C-Track. Like I said, y'all are always growing, coming out with new things. So I'm super excited to see what comes in the future. Yes. Um, so how can someone get involved with C-Track? I know you guys have like volunteer opportunities and stuff like that, but where would they go if they want to get involved? Yeah, that's a, uh, so for folks that are looking to get involved in C-Track, I would firstly just really suggest people just attending for their first one, right? Really kind of getting a bearings of what the event is like and what takes place. Because when you do that, you're able to then figure out for yourself where you can fit in, right? I mean, when we come to event strike date for especially our big five day festival, you know, we, we work with, you know, between 300 to 350 different contractors and volunteers and, producers and people that are all contributing in some way, shape or form to produce the entire event, right? So for folks that have a particular skill set or they want to explore a different craft or a different industry, my humble recommendation is just to show up to your first one and basically see how the event unfolds. Yeah. Then from there, you know, if there's rooms to collaborate and, and rooms to ideate together, you know, we can do that in a much more understanding format because I find that with with sea drivers that have been to the experiences before and that they've they've you know they've experienced it themselves, they're coming with a ton of ideas and a ton of suggestions and a ton of ways that we can grow and collaborate and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's my humble suggestion: is just attend your first one and, and see what what can happen uh, by by kind of being part of the, the community initially. That's awesome. So y'all, if you want to check them out, also I'll give a little on Facebook. Y'all can see the links there. I'm actually not Instagram stuff working, so we're just yeah. on Facebook right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be taking everything. I'll be putting this video up on Instagram as well, so it will be available there. Um, but the website, their Instagrams, their Sea Tribe Festival, and then Sea Tribe X, um, Sea Tribe X Fashion. Correct. So they have a couple of different pages depending on what you guys are interested in and whatnot. So make sure y'all go check them out. Um, so I know you guys already talked about it, but um, if just there's anything else, but just to get it out there again, just in case someone's just tuning in or whatnot, what do you guys have coming up with Sea Tribe? For sure. So I'm really excited to talk about our July 31st event, the Sea Black Fashion Show. It's an yeah. opportunity for us to, our community to come together to show support for the Black community. Uh, we've been very unapologetic of uh, contracting out and uh, hiring 
different black artists, different black models, different uh, creative directors and, and clothing brands that have come together to produce this show. And all the proceeds go towards, you know, similar programming in the future that's going to help us build an even bigger platform for black creativity to be showcased and stuff. So it's an opportunity to experience, you know, black fashion, black culture, black artistry, but also an opportunity for allies to, uh, you know, get involved and, and see what we're doing at Sea Tribe. Uh, you know, we work with awesome companies like the Downtown Business Association, uh, Central Social Hall, who's leading our executive VIP dinner, and even Ciroc. They're providing the, ven the, the drinks for the evening that are delivered to your door if you sign up. Uh, so, you know, we're really excited because we're really bridging that physical and digital experience by hosting yeah. this, uh, this fashion show. So, yeah, check us out, ctribefestival.com. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Y'all want to go get your tickets. There's a couple of different packages, right, um, that are available if you just want to come and attend um, the fashion show, if you want that VIP experience. Honestly, y'all, you might as well go for the VIP experience because it is worth it. And it is such a great price for what you get out of it. Like, and for the virtual um, dinner party, like the food, it was good. You know, I was nervous. I'm not even going to lie, but it was good. And it was like, it was a great experience. I got to connect with um, people around the city, you know, just with everything going on. It, it's amazing. <laughs> Cause it's, I feel like that that's something I really enjoy doing and not being able to do it for so long. It's like, yeah, it's super, it's a downer. It's a downer. <laughs> so it's a great experience. So, exactly. yeah. No, yeah. And, thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And I saw on your guys' Instagram also, right now you guys are doing a giveaway. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, that's really important. And this will probably be uh, an important point because we understand that not everybody can afford, let's say, uh, you know, the ticket to get into an event, especially with unemployment and you know, uh, layoffs and so many things that are happening because of the pandemic and things that we're living through right now. Yeah. So, but regardless, we, A, we don't want to compromise on the value that we think that we're providing to, to our attendees. Um, but B, we also want to make it accessible for people who may not have the means um, at that moment to participate, but still want to participate. So as you mentioned, we do have a giveaway that we're hosting right now where mm -hmm. a lucky winner will receive a tier one VIP package into the event that includes all your food ingredients, all your drink ingredients, a few different gift cards and a few different mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, items and, and, uh, and, and things from our other sponsors and everything. And uh, we also have this thing called a diversity pass. And so companies like Oodle Noodle or the Downtown Business Association, they will sponsor a, a diversity pass which basically allows us to give out a tier one VIP package on behalf to sort to somebody who wants to, to attend on behalf of, of that company. So, you know, we have a form on our website that is just says apply for diversity passes. And, you know, the neat thing is that you just have to fill out an application. Uh, you just have to, you know, state in a couple lines why you're passionate about diversity and yeah. there's a really good chance that you can get your hands on one of those diversity passes and stuff. And that's our way to 
kind of keep our community inclusive and involved and, and engaged. And also taking mind that we're just living through some very difficult time right now, especially for a lot of people, but that shouldn't be a reason that they shouldn't be able to, uh, to participate. Exactly, that's so awesome. So y'all, you heard, you wanna, if you're a business and you wanna get your hands on a diversity package, y'all know where to go, www.ctrackfestival.com, okay? Or if you're like, I don't really know Instagram, it's in their bio, okay? I'm pretty sure yeah, it is, you know, you can get to the C-Track website there. So there are ways, make sure y'all head over, even if you're just interested in learning more, go and check out their Instagram, their website, all that good stuff. So I love this question. What advice would you give someone starting out their business? Wow. There's, I think, again, this is, it's really subjective because everybody has different starting points, right? If you are, let's say, Elon Musk's son or daughter, uh, you're starting at a completely different starting point than if, let's say, you're somebody from Alaska has never been exposed to entrepreneurship before, right? Uh, but that's not to say that, you know, there aren't things that we can do to kind of move the needle. So when I provide feedback, I also I always want to just be cognizant that all feedback might not be applicable to people. Um, but what has worked out really well for me is saying yes to very uh, serendipitous, serendipitous opportunities. So if there's opportunities that come across my table that maybe distract me from my main line of work, you know, I go out, go out of my way to say yes to those because you never know what's gonna come out, come out from them. And that has, that has led to tremendous things, whether I was able to maybe help somebody and you know they were able to pay it forward and build a community of their own, or do things that uh, you know contributed back to to our organization, or um, you know that person then became like a lifelong friend or somebody that I could I could trust or you know have a lot of uh, they could be like a confidant, right? Um, and you know just that that taking that step of being outside of your comfort zone to be like you know what. I'm going to explore this. I'm going to go for that coffee with this person. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to go on this video shoot because my friend's brand is line is is launching and I want to support him or her. But I find that just having that that belief and mindset in the early stages of business can really open up a lot of doors for for individuals and you know, if we build this community of people that are just willing to kind of pay it forward and uh, and support each other then you know we're going to be really surprised in terms of how quickly we can reach some of the things that we we care about and how quickly we can grow that substance within our for our families and for our, our legacy and all that sort of stuff so say yes to serendipitous opportunities is what i would say yes that is so awesome guys go for it like if you have something like i know it's just amazing to see all the amazing like businesses and creatives in edmonton like it's amazing to see what you're doing and that this is actually happening and in Edmonton, because I know for a while, like everyone's like, there is nothing in Edmonton. Like, and yeah. still some people are in that, like there isn't yeah. stuff happening in Edmonton, but oh my goodness, the growth, even these past few years, like has been tremendous. And it has been sure. honestly amazing to see it happen. Exactly. And, 
and, and, and that's, yeah. yeah exactly and that, that's why we we can't be selfish with our our ideas or our our willingness to help others right because you know, i think a lot of people are like oh well uh, if I'm starting a festival, then I'm not gonna help anybody else start a festival. When that's completely wrong, right? Like, you know, there's just over a million people here. Even if there were 10 festivals going on in the exact same weekend and each festival had a thousand people at it, that's only 10,000 people that are, 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 that are attending. There's a million people that can attend these 10 events. So, you know, we have to realize the scale in terms of the market that we live in, right? And let's say you actually create an event or an experience that would allow people to leave their their city or their country to come to, mm -hmm. to your event, then now your audience grows from a million people to seven billion people, right? Yeah. So it's really important that we we support other other groups and organizations that are building things, even if they're very similar to the ones that like ours is because if those organizations grow then you grow as well and your organization grows as well because if somebody is coming in from calgary and they meet a daisy and her event was awesome and then they follow her on on Instagram and they see that she's now talking about this thing called Sea tribe well think of that network effect what are the likely chances of that person being like hmm let me look into it let me look into Sea tribe because you know a Daisy I trust her word I trust what she has to say and you know there's probably a good opportunity or chance that I'll be interested in this too so we, we just have to continue to help each other and just support each other and just you know know that the pie is big enough for everybody to to, to succeed right Definitely. Yeah. That is so awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know if y'all, if you've been on um, our lives before, but we have our box here. We'll do a couple of questions here from our business box. Okay. So, they're, not, they're nothing crazy, but they're good ones. They're good ones. Uh, okay. 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 If you won the lottery, what is the first thing you would do? Mm, this is a good one. We haven't gotten this one yet. If I won the lottery, what's the first thing that I would do? I would probably go back to my home country. So I was born in Sierra Leone, West Africa, and I would mm -hmm. probably build a house there. I would build a, a way of life. I would invest in the community there, whether it's start a farm and employ the local people or start a school or a museum and stuff. Uh, just a way for me to kind of pay it forward to, you know, a culture that has raised me and a, a village that has raised me. So that's probably one of the first things that I, I would do. That's awesome. Wow. Great answer. That was really good. <laughs> you. you never know, like everyone has their different things, like with what yeah. they like, what's the first thing that even comes to your mind? You have all this money. <laughs> you talk about, you know, if I won the lottery, I would do this. But like, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Wow. These are like, you're getting like all the ones we've never gotten. Um, what's your dream vacation? Because I know like as like, business owners, all that entrepreneurs, there are times where it's like you go on periods where it's like you're not doing anything. Like you're just on grind mode and stuff yeah. like that. We 
don't get to think about vacations and you know all that good stuff sometimes so where would your dream vacation be i would love to do either an excursion or safari around uh, africa mm -hmm. or i would like to go to the mafi coast in, in italy i think i think that would be really really cool especially to get on like a sailboat or some kind of boat yeah. and go sailing across the Amaki coast. Like that'd be really, really cool. I mean, the safari in Africa would be really, really cool too. So that's a tough <laughs> one, but I'm gonna leave it at those two. <laughs> that's awesome. We'll do two more. Okay. Okay, so this one, I really like this one. We asked uh, one is holistics this um, last week, but what did you want to be when you were growing up? I really wanted to be a basketball player. Okay. I I played basketball for you know all my life growing up, and when I got into college and stuff, and during my fourth year, I had a really bad hip injury, and that really allowed me to kind of recalibrate and just be like, hmm, you know, even if I turn professional and I go play professionally for five or seven years or, or ten years even. You know, I would have to come back and basically start start from scratch, right? Um, and you know, whether that mean go into an entry level job or go back to school to, you know, um, get my master's or whatever I wanted to do. Uh, so when I stopped playing back, or when I had that like realization, that's when I kind of entered the space of entrepreneurship because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the the game of entrepreneurship is kind of like a game of basketball. You're you're going through periods where you're just pushing very hard for hours and hours and hours. Um, and, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll get to that reward of uh, whatever success looks like and stuff. Right. And in basketball, it's winning the championship, but uh, there's, there's different things that uh, you can quantify as a level of success when you're, you're considering the field of entrepreneurship. So yeah, I really want to play basketball, but I now think of entrepreneurship as being, the world is being my basketball court. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good, I like that one, I like that one. <laughs> okay, so last question here. What would you like to be known for? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, like you get really good ones as well, like the <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. What would I like to be known for? Wow. I have to come back on that one. I'm I'm stumped. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's like yeah. there could be many things too, but it's no like kidding. you don't really think about that. It's kind of like you just do all these things, and you're like, "This is where okay, this is kind of where I want to be." But yeah. it's like I want to be known for by other people. Well, so. Yeah, you're talking about like legacy and what happens, life after death, and. Uh, what you leave behind for your community. Um, and it's not that I haven't thought about it before, but uh, it's not something that you think about every single day, right? Where it's it's kind yeah. of top of mind, right? Dang, I will get back to you on that one though, because that's a really good question. I'm, I'm gonna put some thought to it. Yes, let us know, let us know. <laughs> I just wanna say thank you so much for coming on here. It has been a pleasure. It's amazing that we can share what you're doing with our community. Y'all make sure y'all go to the Sea Tribe Instagram, their website, 
Get your tickets for the virtual fashion show happening next week, July 31st. There is great things happening. Even go and just check out their website and learn about what they've been doing. Check out their Instagram, see the photos of their past events because it definitely isn't the best representation. Oh, oh is it? Oh, it's cutting. Sorry, my internet is kind of being wonky. No, that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We can't wait to hear more about what you are doing. Please share with us whenever you have other stuff happening so we can share with our community. And we thank you. Thank you for coming on here because I know I've been asking and time has been like all over the place. That we could finally come together and do this. So. Yes, and thank you for doing this. Again, this is, is really important for the community, right? And the work that you're you're doing and your team is doing and stuff. And you know, I know that in one year, two years, three years, you're gonna look back and be like, Yes, this is why we did it. And these are the people that we were able to help. These were the stories we were able to tell and stuff. So yeah, thank you for allowing me to come on and share, share a little bit about myself and our organization. And yeah, we'll see y'all on the 31st. See you. Thank you so much, Sar. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, guys, that was C Tribe's founder, Sar Safa. Facebook, there is all the information. We will share everything on Instagram as well. Again, reminder, we want to let y'all know tomorrow is Fresh Fridays. So, if you have um, a project you're working on, if you have um, something you'd like to share with the community, please let us know. We want to share what is happening so people know where to go. We want it to be as easy as possible for them to find you. Um, and then also it is featured Fridays. Um, so if you are a business or creative that would like to be featured, please let us know. We have an amazing guest coming next week. I'll leave it. You guys have to follow our Instagram page and whatnot for all that information. It will be being released quite soon here. And I'm super excited to have next week's guest um, coming on. Um, and if you guys are like, I love Expose Weekly and I have something amazing that I want to share with the community, please reach out to us. We would love to have you on our Expose Weekly. We are booking for the next couple months. Um, so yeah, reach out to us. Um, we want to hear from you. Um, with that being said, I also just want to give a few shout outs. Um, today I have, again, my Oneness Holistics necklace on. I got my Da Vinci watch on. Um, my hair, y'all, I haven't worn my hair down for a minute. One, because it is a lot of work, to be honest, especially now. Like, I'm just like rushing because I have to get back to little man and whatnot. But Same. Guys, my curls have been popping. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I just had to wear my hair down. I've been wearing my hair down more because I'm like, mm, wow, my curls are really popping now. Like, this is what I've been wanting and stuff. And it's so easy. And the products are all natural, locally made. Make sure you go check them out. I'll put their tag down here. Um, they have amazing products. Like, there is a 
great variety and it's only the beginning like they just launched so y'all want to check them out i have my crowned um hoodie on my queen destined for greatness um hoodie um so yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you for coming on our live and for learning more about c tribe star sapa do not forget july 31st they are having their virtual fashion show also i know that the black owned market. Honestly, I want to share this with y'all because I've been seeing this and I'm so excited to go this weekend. It is on Sunday at the Habisha market. Um, I believe it's just behind McEwen <clears throat> downtown there. Um, but yes, there's going to be the black owned market. The first one, I believe um, in YEG, they just have one in Calgary. So we have ours in Edmonton on Sunday and it's going to be awesome. So I urge you guys to go down there. They are going rain or shine. So we are definitely going to check that out. And there is awesome things happening. Like Sarah said, they also have their giveaway. Go and enter their giveaway because um, it is a great prize that y'all can win because this show is going to be awesome. That's all I gotta say. I may be, no, I'm not biased. It's just true. It's just facts. That's it. It's just facts. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It is your girl, the Daisy. We will be back next week with episode seven of Exposed Weekly. Thank you for tuning in to us. Please share us with your friends, your family, all that good stuff with your creative network and your business owners um, because we really want to connect with y'all. So thank you so much again, guys. Have a wonderful evening. Okay.